Welcome to the 10X Podcast. I am Christy O, and today we're talking about 10X hiring. It's actually the third day of the challenge, and I turned it into a podcast so you guys could hear it. Here we go. How to 10X your handyman business with hiring, duplicating yourself. I hear all the time from business owners, the toughest thing in business right now is hiring. There's nobody out there to hire. You've got to change your mindset. We talked about that day one. Day two, we talked about your job postings and who you're really looking for in the handyman business to be a handyman and create a handyman career culture. Now, today we're talking about applications. That job form that you put out there, that job posting you put on Indeed or Facebook or Google or Monster, wherever you decide and whatever job board that you decide to go on, then you're going to get this flood of applications. I've seen people put that ad up on Facebook and Indeed actually indeed, and within 24 hours, they had 124 applications. So it works. So you receive the application or you receive the resume from indeed, they need to be complete with a name and a phone number and possibly an email. With indeed, you don't get an email, but you can message them in the same with Facebook. So you get up, you start looking at them. You're looking for people that have had experience in maintenance or handyman type jobs. If you're looking for a contractor, you're looking for somebody that has possibly built things. Uh, you're looking for a painter. Maybe you're looking for specifically a drywall person. So know the qualifications you're really looking for so you don't have to train them necessarily on the skills, but you train them on the culture of your business. You want somebody that can hit the ground running in your handyman business. So the first thing that you really want to do is a phone interview. You get the applications, you get a hundred of them in, you start looking at them, and only about 50 are going to be qualified. There's going to be some that have worked retail, that have never had any experience in the handy band business. They have no skills whatsoever. Then you're going to have people that um, they've been apartments maintenance, hospital maintenance, uh, nursing home maintenance, that sort of thing. They've worked for other handy man businesses. They have the skills that you really need. The ones that are burger flippers and they've never been in the maintenance field before, that is going to be a lot of training on your part. And most of you don't have that kind of time to invest with someone. So put them to the side. They're not qualified. They don't have that five years of maintenance, carpentry, handyman skills that you're really looking for. Don't waste your time and interview them. Just put them to the side. 
Now, personally, I don't put rejected via Indeed. I also don't um, tell them that I'm not going to hire them. I did that for a few months, and I got a lot of hate emails and a lot of people that were very, very cranky because they get the notification. So I just leave um, as a maybe. I don't go in there and tell them, no, I'm not going to hire you because people get offended. So the phone interview, it's really, really simple. You've got those 50 people, so you start dialing. Set a time on a Wednesday or Thursday afternoon when you're not crazy busy, an hour out of your schedule to start calling those people. So you got 50 people, you're gonna just start calling. You've got these printed out, and you're gonna ask them these questions. Now, when you start talking to them, you wanna listen. What do they sound like when you say, hey, this is such and such from Handyman Services, and I was calling you for a quick phone interview. Do you have a minute? Listen to what they say. They go, oh, I'm working. Call me back after 5 or call me at 4.30. Write it down and just call them back. Put it in your schedule. You want to listen. What's the background noise like? Are they screaming and hollering at their children? Do they say, hey, can you wait a minute, let me step aside, outside, or I'm at lunch, can, I, can you give me a minute to step outside, whatever it may be, and listen, do they continue the conversation with the dogs barking and the kids screaming, and uh, what does their voice sound like, are they, oh, that's not somebody, that's an attitude disease, you can pick up one like that, in the interview quickly when you're talking to them. Um, introduce yourself, say that you're calling them for a phone interview, and uh, proceed with the interview. But listen, be actively listening. Tell me about your handyman experience and then listen. Do you have any special skills which you specialize in? Stop and listen. They say, well, I've just been doing it myself around the house for, you know, several years and I don't really have any experience. You're going to want to go through this quickly. Each phone interview should take five or less minutes. Do you have any tools? Tell me about a few. This is a specific question that I put on our phone interview sheet. It used to just say, did you do like tools? And I remember my husband, who is, you know, my head head operations manager i remember calling him and going uh i hired somebody he's got tools he has transportation he's amazing okay um let's do an interview so then i did the interview i asked him the same sort of questions i didn't specifically ask what kind of tools that he had the next day he showed up at the shop and he was uh, the next question, or one of the other questions, do you have your own vehicle? It used to be, do you have trans reliable transportation? And he said, yes. And so what happened was the next day at the shop, his grandma dropped him off after we hired him. His grandma dropped him off at the shop. Yeah, he had reliable transportation. And he had this uh, thing full of tools, and it was a bunch of ratchets that had never been open. So that's why we asked, added, do you have your own tools? Name a few. If they've got those specialized skills, maybe it is um, they're a carpenter. Ask them what kind of tools they have. If they say they have a bunch of paintbrushes and uh, things for drywall, you, there's a red flag. So you want to definitely ask about their special skills and then the tools that go along with it. 
you want to make sure that they're heating principles, not cleaning tools for around the house. Uh, can you pass a background check? This is very important, especially if you're handyman or working inside the home. Can you pass a drug test? That's another big one. It's very, very important. Do you have your own vehicle? Listen to the toner, their voice. Are they a droopy dog? Do uh, Are they upbeat in their personality? Uh, listen to them. Is their background noise? Do you hear the kids screaming in the background, the dog screaming? Are they screaming at their wife? Do they sound like a professional or do they not? And does this person sound like that they're gonna be a good fit for your company? So that's your phone interview. So you got 50 of them, you go through them in a couple hours, one afternoon, and uh, only about 25 are gonna answer the phone or respond back to you. So of those 25, you're gonna look at the interview sheet and then you're gonna look at their resume or application. Now, if you've got some that are really good and you've just got a resume, send them that job form for the application to come back to you because you're gonna need information that's on that application to complete the background check. Uh, the next question people always ask me is, Hey, where do you interview them? We're a home-based business. My office is my truck. I can't really interview them in the truck. That's a little bit creepy. Uh, you can interview them in a coffee shop, a bank, a library. Your bank usually has a room that you can use for free. There's um, a lot of shared co-working spaces that you can, you can rent a room. Uh, there's a lot of coffee shops that have little rooms off to the side. There's restaurants, maybe a deli that you go to. There's always somewhere you can have that interview and look like a professional business instead of doing it out of your truck. I did mine for many years before we had our shop in a Starbucks. So you just go over to the side where you've got some privacy and that's where you hold the interview. But you've got 25 people that you want to schedule interviews with. Of those 25 people, you get 10 applications back. They actually fill out the information. And you um, schedule an in-person interview a few days later. You want to do the interviews within the week of re re receiving the resume and the application. And then when you go to do the interview, you need to look the part as a handyman business owner. Do not be at a job painting all morning and have paint dripped all over you. You want to look professional. You're the owner, so dress a step above what they think a handyman should look like. I'm not saying a suit and a tie, but look presentable. A logoed shirt, a nice polo shirt if you don't have a logo. Um, clean pants, clean shoes. And your people that you're interviewing, you want them to have filled out the application before they come to the interview, because if they don't, it's going to be awkward by them filling out the application and you're sitting across from them for 30 minutes. It's going to make your process much longer. So to have that link from job form that we talked about yesterday is crucial for you during the interview process. Now, in the in-person interview, when you're scheduling, you want to be away from people, you want some privacy so you can discuss the information with the person, and then you go to the in-person interview. 
So at the top of the interview form, it says their name, their telephone number, their date of birth, the dates, and it's in-person handyman interview. The reason you need their date of birth, if it's not on your application, you need that to run a background check. Um, you ask them what kind of, when they show up, take note from when they walk in the door, they come to introduce themselves. Were they professional? Were they kind? Did they smell of cigarettes? Did they reek of alcohol? Were they clean? Because you're a professional handyman, so they shouldn't show up in sweatpants and a dirty old t-shirt. They should look personable. You also want to know how they interact with the person if they order coffee or something to drink. You want to watch everything about them. It's actually better than an interview in an office because you learn a lot from people with the way they react to others. So what kind of experience do they have in making repairs? Ask all the questions that are on the form. Add other ones if you, you have some specifics you want to ask. But these are the ones that I use. Do you have experience in making repairs or building things? Tell me about that. What's your biggest strength? Do you have any education or training in the field? Tell me about projects you recently completed. Handymen love to share what they've done and they love to share the pictures of what they've done. Look at those pictures. Have them text or email you the pictures so you can look at them. You want to make sure that they're skilled. You don't want to necessarily spend a year teaching them to build a pergola. Do you have your own tools? What kind of tools do you have? Tell me about that. Do you have a driver's license? Do you have reasonable transportation? Do you have insurance? Why do you ask these questions? The reason is, is if they don't have a driver's license and they're driving, that's a red flag. If they have a car that they're driving and no insurance, that's a red flag. I want responsible human beings working for me. Have you ever been involved in a project that didn't work out as originally intended? What's the result of the situation? Tell me about it. I want to know their strengths, but I also want to know their weaknesses. I also want to know how they interacted with a person that it didn't go as planned. And if a handyman says, I've never been involved in a project that didn't go originally as planned, they're lying. There's always a project out there that didn't go exactly as planned. Did they rectify the situation and make the customer happy or not? If they don't have a project that didn't go as planned, then they haven't done enough maintenance. They haven't done enough work in this field and they're not for you. The people I've hired that said, I've never had a project that didn't go as planned, their first project didn't go as planned. <laughs> they're lying. There's always something out there that didn't go as planned. Let's hear about it. I want to hear, know more about it. Is there anything that you're not as strong in that you'd like to be stronger in? A lot of my guys will answer plumbing or electrical or HVAC, which we really don't do, but I do know their strengths then. I have lots of carpenters that don't do drywall. I have drywallers that aren't carpenters. So you really have to figure out what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and where they'd like to improve upon. Remember, you're the best job in town. What skills are you interested in learning? I want somebody that wants to learn something. And can you pass a background check, a drug test, an alcohol test, and listen? 
And then you ask them, do you have any questions for me? That way you are aware of anything that they might have. You've reviewed the application. You've went over all the questions for the interview. They leave. You might even follow them, walk them to the door, and see what kind of vehicle they drive. If you're hiring them for a handyman position and they're driving a scooter, it's probably not going to work out, especially if they have to get the criteria calls. You need somebody with an SUV, a truck, possibly a trailer to work for you. After you interview them, you, you interview, you set up 10 interviews, five of them showed up. You schedule them 15 or 30 minutes apart. I like 15 because if they're not going to show, you can go over in the interview that you're in. They can wait for you. I waited in my professional life for two hours for an in-person interview one time. If they leave, you know they're not patient and they won't work out in the handyman business. So you've done it. You've got five people that you really, really like to hire. You need to do a background check. You need to do a references check. You need to go over that application. You need to do a Google check and you need to do a previous employer check. Of those five people, you're gonna hire two. One of them is gonna pan out. Remember 150, 25, 10, five and two, that's your rule. You're gonna get one out of those hundred applications. And you've always gotta be hiring. This might be a process you do every week or every other week or at least once a month. So you can always be bringing people into your handyman business. Why is a background check important? A background check's important so you can see some deal breakers from hiring is fraud, murder, aggression, in Texas, we've had a lot of people of organized criminal activity. So those are deal breakers. Now, when somebody gets arrested, it doesn't necessarily go on their background check immediately. That's why a Google check is very, very important. I hired a guy in February or March of one year. And my head handyman goes, Christy, did you do a background check on this guy? And I said, yeah, we did a background check on him. He came back clean. He goes, he just looks so familiar. And he was good. He was a great painter. He was good at what he did that morning. He goes, there's just something off about this guy, Christy. I don't know what it is. And I said, I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. He passed everything. So that handy man, a little bit later in the afternoon, he just kept feeling these red flags, my head handy man. So he Googles this guy's name pops up front page of the Waco trip on New Year's Eve of that year he walked into his house punched his girlfriend in the mouth broke out a bunch of her teeth took all of her money and left there's a pending charge it wasn't on his background check that Google check didn't work out so or I, if I would have Google checked, I never would have hired him. We had to let him go at the end of that day because I couldn't let him into my customer's house with that assault pending. 
Another story is this handyman that had worked for us. He was absolutely amazing. He could do everything. And he lived in an RV. There's nothing wrong with RVs, but it was strange because he moved from Midland, Odessa to Waco, Texas. And his wife, who was pregnant, lived still in Midland, Odessa. Well, he passed a background check. He had the weird, I always got this weird feeling, and my business partner always got a weird feeling with him, too. And this was before we did Google Checks also. And we had this company-wide picnic, and his wife come down, and she was nine and a half months pregnant. I mean, this woman was ready to pop, and I'm sitting there talking to her, nice lady, I thought, but there was a red flag that come up while I was sitting there talking to her, and she said, yeah, we're about to have the baby. Um, I'll probably have it here in Waco. And I said, oh, but all your prenatals been in Midland, Odessa. Won't that be strange? And she goes, oh, I haven't done any prenatal. Well, that's strange. Usually a pregnant woman goes to the doctor to make sure everything's okay with the kid. And so it sent off a red flag. Why wouldn't this woman be... Uh, having uh, prenatal checkups before she has the baby in this day and age, you know, it was 2018 or something like that. It was just really strange to me. And then she said something else and she explained that they had four kids together. And I said, oh, where's your kids? And she goes, oh, they're staying back in Midland, Odessa. That's awful strange. She's been here for a couple weeks. She's going to have the baby. She's going to stay here after she has the baby. It's just really strange. I used to be a social worker, so it was sending up red flags all over. And uh, when you're in trouble or you've got children taken away and you're pregnant, usually uh, the D Department of Family Services will come in and take that other kid away when you have another kid. And so I Googled her name and his name together. And when I Googled it, I found out that they had a baby a few years before that there were pending charges for shaken baby. The baby um, was shaken so hard he had brain damage. And all the kids were in family services uh, custody. So when she had this baby, she thought by going to a different county in Texas, she would be able to keep the baby. So that next Monday, I had to let him go. Texas is an outwell state. I can't have somebody that killed, almost killed a kid working as a handy. So that Google search is very, 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 very important for you to do along with the background check, the references check. Um, the references check are professional references, and usually they'll throw a personal one in there too, and I'll call them. So that is so important. So you've got, you've done all the things. Of those five people, two of them were qualified. They passed the background check. They passed the Google check. They look great. You hire both of them, and one of them shows up. Then what do you do? You've got to hire them. You've got to train them. And then you've got to learn to retain them. You've got to create a culture that is a career culture within your handyman business.
You want to be that best job in town, but you want to follow it up so you can retain these people. You've got to create some sort of opportunities for advancement within your handyman business. Possibly they start out as a handyman helper, then they move to uh, a handyman, then head handyman, possibly an estimator in the future. You want to find the right handyman, the handyman with the right stuff to work for your handyman business. Fire the bad ones quickly. You hire that one or you hire that two, both of them happen to show up, get rid of the one at the end of the day that doesn't do a good job, that might have uh, an attitude disease or is not skilled like they said they were going to be. Fire them quickly. Get rid of them quickly. Be uplifting when you're talking to them. Don't be a droopy dog. Don't be a Debbie Downer when you're talking to these people. Be creative. Know that you need to be creative to have a wonderful culture within your handyman business. You need to treat them like VIPs. Each of them is worth $146,250 a year to you. Remember that. They are an asset, not a liability. $146,250 in revenue, they're worth to you. Treat them like VIPs. That doesn't mean let them run all over you, but treat them well. Go over some deal breakers within your business. Drug and alcohol abuse. Disrespect. I've been disrespected by about half of the people I've hired because I'm a woman in the handyman business. If they give me any kind of attitude, they're gone. I don't need that. I already have some issues with people with a woman in handyman business. I don't need people that work for me to have an attitude disease. Theft is a deal breaker. Mood swings is a deal breaker. A DWI while they're working for me is a deal breaker. Keep those in mind. Create a culture for VIPs in your business. Now, the reason we created this 10X handyman system is because we would go through the handyman. At the end of 2015, I looked at the handyman that we hired throughout the year. There were over 115 handymen hired that year for our multiple handyman businesses. 15 were still with us. It was a revolving door. It was costing us money and time and effort and energy. And it was creating chaos within our business. It was even creating chaos within our family. Because my business partner is my husband. We were frustrated, overwhelmed, and just didn't know what to do. And it all came to a head. In the winter of 2019, when I took over the financials of our business, we got rid of a business partner that wasn't good for our business. And I sat in my office looking at all these names and numbers of people that were working for us. And we looked at them until that point as a liability. And I said, you know what? I'm not gonna do this anymore. We're gonna have a profitable handyman business and we're going to start over. So in 2019, we just did just that. 
early 2020. We were bankrupt emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually. And on that chilly Wednesday morning in Waco, Texas, while sitting in my office, my husband and I decided no more. We're going to 10x our business. We can't mess around. We don't have any money. Payroll was due in a couple of hours when I took over financials, and it was overdrawn by $800. We had handymen that were just warm bodies that were costing us money and not making us money. And that's where we decided no more. And we started rebuilding our business. And within the next full year, we had a seven-figure handyman business. Within three months, we had a six-figure handyman business. We hit the button and said no more and started over. And with this system, it was created by our mentors and we put into action we turned our handyman business around that was failing. The three secrets that we learned is number one, you can take decades and put it into days with your handyman business. You don't have to wait 10 or 15 years for your handyman business to be a success. You can have fewer customers working less hours with big 10x income in your handyman business. I know it sounds crazy. We're so used to hearing it takes 10 to 15 years to be an overnight success and five to 10 years to even make a profit in a new business. But you need to be cautious in business, but also know you can take those decades from people that have done what you want to do and put it into days and make big Profit. You can revolutionize the way that you do business and quit paying that stupid tax. You can learn from others who've done what you want to do. How? Reading their books, attending their conferences and live trainings, watching their YouTube, going to their podcast. You can take those decades and put them into days. And that's what we've done with our 10X Handyman program. Don't waste time and effort paying that student tax. There is a pattern in handyman businesses that I've noticed over the years coaching handymen. I built a handyman business. We were the fastest growing franchise in the world, handyman and household franchise in the world. We were also the fastest failing in 2020 when COVID hit. I made stupid mistakes. I saw those handyman owners make those stupid mistakes and you can notice the patterns that we've noticed over the years and get rid of that stupid tax that you're paying you can turn those decades into days with the 10x program here's the big idea you can take other people's business experience in the handyman business and learn the lessons that they've learned and 10x your handyman business. The second secret is, is you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing to get to that next level in your handyman business. The main thing to understand here is most handymen have no idea 
how to 10x their marketing in the handyman business. But you can model after others and take it and white label their marketing success that they've made millions of dollars off of or even hundreds of thousands of dollars off of. This means you take away that time in creating and paying the money, $20,000 to a copywriter to write a handyman ad and they've never been in the handyman industry. You can make that money marketing and not spend it. The third secret is, is you don't have to wait five or 10 years to be an overnight success. You know from going to this challenge, each handyman is worth $146,250. You can be a woman in the handyman business and make profit and not swing the hammer. You can be a man that comes from corporate America and not swing the hammer and have a profitable handyman business almost immediately from the first job by hiring people to do the work for you. You're in the service business. You're in the people business. You don't have to put hundreds of thousands of dollars into buying a franchise to start a handyman business. You don't have to wait five or ten years to be successful. I know that you're saying, yeah, but that's you, Christy. I see you online. And you're different. You take action all the time. Now, I've had hundreds of students from all across the world that have done this and been successful. I have Sammy, who was able to come out of this shell and start selling when he was a total introvert and didn't even want to stand up and talk to people. Kim was able to triple her business in the first month of the 10x handyman system. Rob was able to focus on the things that make him money instead of swinging the hammer all the time. Most people spend 100% of their time in the business instead of working on the business. Most business owners are great at swinging the hammer in the handyman business, but they have no clue how to scale it or how to hire. They spend more time planning their two-week family vacation than they ever spend on their handyman business. That's why I created and took the guesswork out of the handyman business with the 10X system. It guarantees your success. You don't have to think about it. The system's built for you. You plug and play. You will have guaranteed success with expert training, expert methods, and expert tools guaranteed to make you successful in the handyman business and establish your handyman business as an expert professional handyman business in your area. That's why we created 10X Handyman. You can build a six-figure handyman business this summer, this year, or even seven figures going into 2023 with the 10X handyman system. So I created a system for you. This is the 10X handyman system. We have a program that takes you through every piece of your handyman business. It is over 25 hours worth of training online to build your business. It's a $24,999 program. I'm not going to charge you that much today, though, because you're my friends after you've been on this challenge with me for the last three days. 
you get a handyman landing page of $4,999 value. A page that's built with search engine optimization to get you to the top of Google in your area over the next year with your specialties. If you're a handyman that does power washing, a handyman that does uh, drywall work, a handyman that does painting, a handyman that does construction, a handyman that builds things, a handyman that repairs things, we can build those SEOs into your landing page to help you get more money and leads coming into your business. You'll also get live coaching from me and other people from the 10X team. Chip, who's the SEO expert, the website expert, the marketing expert, and a community of like-minded handyman entrepreneurs. A total value of $48,996 for you. But friends, since you're on this training with me today, it's not going to be nearly that much. Plus, you get a 100% guarantee. You're going to be able to go in there, go through the training, and you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. If it, At the end of the 30 days after you've tried it, you're like, oh, it doesn't work for me really that well. You send me an email, and you get your money back. No questions asked. This program, you get the Handyman Business Fundamentals under the 10X program training, over 25 hours of training. You get a Handyman landing page of $5,000 value, an SEO for your Handyman business of $6,999 value, live coaching at $11,999 value, a total value of $48,996, offer a one-time payment of $4,999. That is over, what is like, by like 90% or something. Got my handy dandy calculator. That's a savings. 91%. 91%. I did it on my calculator, so I could be off. That's amazing. All you have to do to get started is copy this link, 10xhandyman at gmail.com. 10xhandyman at gmail.com. Sorry, here's the link, 10xhandyman info forward slash 10x. That's what you do to get started. Go to that link and you can get started with our handyman 10x. You can get started with this amazing program, almost $50,000 worth of value, you're going to get for $4,999. It's a year-long program to keep you on track to 10x your handyman business from where you are now to where you want to be over the next year. You get that website for a year. You get SEOs for a year. You get the training for a year. You get expert training, expert methods, and expert tools. Everything that you need to be successful in your handyman business, all you have to do is take action. Go to 10xhandyman.info forward slash 10x to get started. You do have homework for today's challenge. The homework today is asking you what you thought about the training and how you're going to implement it. In your own words, how are you going to hire 
the handyman with the right stuff. Who are you looking for? Let's talk about your target market for handyman hires within your business. Who are they? What are they doing? Where are they hanging out? How are you going to get to them? These are important questions to ask to get you to the 10x that you want to in your handyman business. Because remember, everyone you hire is worth $146,250. Your job as the owner is to grow the business. Hire them, have them do the work, and you work on building the business. And with the 10x system, you get several months worth of marketing. So you will be able to forecast your growth. Yesterday in 10X, I trained on how to forecast your growth from year to year after figuring out what your marketing costs were for that number of sales and how to put more into marketing to grow your business. How are you gonna market your perfect job of value with your handyman hires, how are you going to market it? How are you going to get 100 applications? Where are you going to put it? You can't put it on Craigslist to get 100 applications in day and age. Funny story, yesterday I told my daughter she was looking for some kind of furniture for her house. It's a good Craigslist. She goes, I don't have a Craigslist account on. It's not an account near. It's a website. You just go there and click on it. You can see who's selling furniture for the home. And at that moment, I realized why I was a Generation X, and she was a Generation Y. Super world that we live in. Where are you going to market to to get those mediums to apply to get the interviews? Here's a marketing tip. Get a short statement about your business that you're able to send to people. I help people insert your good with insert your problem that you're solving by and serve the method the process the approach the how without talk about things that you tried and that you didn't want even if talk about their objection i help handyman 10x their business with hiring by showing them that every handyman they hire is worth $146,250 without wasting time and money, giving them flexibility and freedom, even when other things haven't ever worked for them. I help people 10X their handyman business with our 10X training program. Simple marketing, you can do this with hiring, you can do it with, if you're building pergolas, you can do it if you do home repairs. That's your homework for today. So what's next on this journey? Go to 10xhandyman.info forward slash 10x to get started. We want to help you 10x your handyman business with taking out the guesswork where you get freedom, flexibility, and 10x the pay of what you've been doing with less cap with fewer customers and working at less hours giving you freedom flexibility go to 10xhandyman.info forward slash 10x to get started i have enjoyed this challenge with you guys and i can't wait to see you in the 10x program thank you for joining us for the 10x 
podcast today. You have just an amazing future in front of you. 10X your handyman business.